to take that into the world. I want to be a leader, be able to lead my life, be able to lead my people, the people around me, my family. Right now, my goal is to finish college, um, yeah. get through college, finish. Not a, um, a lot of my family members have finished college, not even even went. Like they haven't even attempted to go to college. Yeah. But I feel like I'm pretty sure that that's going to end with me. That's my goal. Yeah. That's my whole thing. I got to finish college. Like it's a generational thing. Like. You're gonna lead a generation off of what you did, like your decision making, stuff you accomplished in life. So that's my whole goal. Welcome to today's Mid South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. You know, recently we had Pastor Myron and Tori Thomas in the studio from the Innovation Church Memphis. One of the things that we were talking about the youth in our community and really some great things that God is up to in the lives of our youth. There's some great things happening in our city that you need to know about, specifically through the mission and ministry of the Innovation Church Memphis. In the zone, I think it is in the zone. Marquino, am I saying it right? Uh, end zone. The end zone is in the zone, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. So, Let's put it like that. But we got Marquino Douglas, who now is your official title. I was trying to find it. Yep. You guys are so humble over there. I couldn't <laughs> find. A, so I'm the youth pastor of Innovation Church. You are now. Is that a, a staff position, or are you also working outside the? Uh, so I am. I, I work full time for Leadership Empowerment Center, which is our nonprofit that is also an entity of Innovation Church. Oh, Okay, so that's really how you're able to put bread Absolutely. on the table and keep Latessa happy, right? Yes, sir. And yes, that's sir. your wife. Now, you have been married, what, has it been two years now? Two years. Me and Latissa just celebrated two years this past November. Latissa, she is a school teacher. Uh, a school counselor. She's a school counselor, uh-huh. but she works with the Shelby County Schools. But she also has the gift of being a photographer. She is, yes. I didn't realize <laughs> that. She has a, a much better eye than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Marquino, what are some things? Things that you're learning about married life in these past two years. I'm learning a lot, Byron. <laughs> I'm learning how to uh, uh, shut my mouth some, how to um, you know coexist with another human being. I mean, it's it's literally two people now uh, who are trying to glorify God in their decisions and you know the way that we we make decisions together. So I am learning that. Um, it is no way that I could live this life by myself. <laughs> so I am grateful. I am grateful to God, man, that uh, that he's blessed me with. You know, I like something you said, two lives coming together to glorify God. Absolutely. That really has to be kind of the priority in Absolutely. a relationship to make it really be successful and work, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I want you to tell me something about the hot chocolate season at Douglasville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... It was always my desire, Byron, as, even as a young person, like, you know, when I asked God to bless me with a wife and, you know, when you bless us with a home, like we want, we're those people to where we want to come alive the season. So when Christmas time came, man, we, we decked that bad boy out, man. We had the Christmas tree up, Christmas decorations, and my wife is, her middle name is Extra. So she, like, created this entire chocolate cocoa bar uh, when i saw the post i felt like i was in a hallmark movie absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i got some friends that make our home look like obby lobby around here (laughs) so it it was very decked out very it was yeah very very decorative and uh very fun man we enjoyed it but isn't that special though when you when you have those memories together absolutely and have some enjoyment in life yes sir absolutely 
One of the things that Pastor Myron mentioned to me as he was leaving the studio last time was, I want you to meet Cameron Cobb. He's one of our students. You brought him today. Cameron, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Now, so you're in a semester break right now where you are a student at the University of Tennessee, Martin. Yes, sir. Uh, you just finished up your first semester in yes, college. Sir. How yes, was sir. that? It was great. Um, it was a lot more than I expected. Academic-wise, like academically, it wasn't as challenging, but it was challenging in some ways. I feel like my first year, I was trying to mostly focus on like my academics, like my studies and things like that. But I feel like the experience, it wasn't that challenging. So, Do you feel like you got in a groove trying to balance out social life, study time, mm-hmm. class? I mean, it's there is some things you've got to balance because you're on your own now. You mm-hmm. know, mom's not there making sure you're up in the morning. You know, what mm-hmm. are you doing at night? I mean, you're kind of on your own. Mm-hmm. That's what I was most excited about, like the um, being independent, making my own schedules, managing my own time, being independent. Cameron, making my own decisions. Making your own those decisions. Cameron, you are the youngest of three older brothers. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yes, sir. All of your brothers have been in gangs, or are currently in gangs. My brother, who's older than me, like right above me, he's not in the gang, but he's like making decisions, Make, making bad decisions. I say that. Yeah, I just say that. And, and, and we all, whether we're teens or we're our age or my age, Absolutely. You know, we're always having to make decisions, yes, and some sir. of them aren't the best decisions. They're not the best decisions. And even as a Christ follower, if we want to glorify God, that has to be our priority, we, mm-hmm. and everything else kind of falls under that, right? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think that is what we as a ministry try to um, try to instill in our young people. Three of the most important decisions you ever make in your life is, one, who you choose as your Lord and Savior, two, uh, who you choose as your spouse, and then three, who you choose as your friends. Mm-hmm. But the message is always about the decisions you make, and that's that's going to be important in your life. Yeah. And so in your life, Cameron, were you tempted to be part of a gang? Were you part of a gang? I was never part of a gang, but the temptations was there. Like my family, they've been surrounded by a lot of violence, uh, a lot of bad decision-making. But I feel like the temptation for me was mostly um, – it was mostly their decisions and making me tempted. Like it was the need to be around my brothers if I want to fit in. Fit in, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I want to fit in, you know. Uh. But when I was with my brothers, I wouldn't say. I mean, the temptation was there, but I wouldn't say I was more like I wasn't intrigued with it. Like it, it wasn't a pull for me. It didn't have a grip on you. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a grip on me. That's a that's a great way to put it. It didn't have a grip on me, but the temptation was there. But it's kind of tough, though, when you've right. got friends, right. and even your brothers. Mm-hmm. Marquino, do you see this a lot? Oh, I see it all the time. I, even me coming up as a kid, you know, my brother uh, was in gangs. My uncles were in gangs. And Can same. we stop a second and describe a gang? Okay. What, what a gang is today. Some of our older generation might be thinking about a gang in the 1950s or, yeah. you know, 60s. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what does a gang look like today? Okay. Today, a gang looks like a group of guys who are, you know, you got different laws and different things that they abide by Mm -hmm. uh, that they will say is constructive to the community. But honestly, when it is played out, it is destructive to the community. Mm -hmm. Uh, The basis of it is violence, uh, robbery, fighting, disrespect, hitting the lick. And and what I mean by hitting the lick is going to rob somebody Mm -hmm. to gain something that's not yours, that don't belong to you. So a gang in, in, in today's society is 
pretty much a group of guys who are coming together to pretty much inflict violence in the community. How do you determine if you're going to be part of a gang? You can't just decide, I want to be in a gang. The gang has to be willing to accept you into their group, right? Absolutely. I mean, in different ways, you got some people who are who would say that they're born into a gang. If you mm-hmm. had a father who was in a gang for 30-some years and you, you know, your birth, uh, you come from your father, then you're born in a gang. But then you got other initiatives where you have to get jumped in a gang. And that means you have to actually fight somebody mm-hmm. or fight a group of guys to be stamped and solidified to be a part of the game. I think you made a key point there too, Marquino, that heritage, your father in a gang, yeah. a lot of folks think this is just young kids uh-huh. having fun or being mischievous. But no, I mean, sometimes your generational gang activity where your parents are involved. Absolutely. Was that the case for you, Cameron? No, sir. That wasn't the case for me. Uh, my mom and my dad, to my knowledge, they wasn't really in no gang. But I feel like my brothers got a hold of it because of my oldest brother. He started out, he was in the gang. My brother under him wanted to be in the gang, and my brother under him wanted to be in the gang, and it just stopped me. And I'm thankful for God for make, um, allowing me to make that decision. Yeah. Your mom has worked very hard mm-hmm. to provide for four boys. Right. That's a lot. <laughs> I know I was a, from a single parent home, but my mom was a single parent, and yeah. she worked really hard. Had to be up at 3.30 in the morning to go to work. Man. And I remember her doing it just to provide for me growing up. So it's tough. It's tough. You know? Very tough. Then when you see your kids are involved in gang life, some night they might not come home to be around the mm-hmm. dinner table. That's tough, yeah. Marquino. Yeah. It is very tough. I'm the third of eight in a single parent household, and my mom, she got fired from a lot of jobs dealing with eight kids, you know, whether it was the police calling or the principal calling and saying we couldn't up at school mm-hmm. or just stuff going on in the house. So I definitely know um, how tough it is for a single parent to raise mm-hmm. four boys and, mm-hmm. you know. What are some of the priorities for Innovation Church Memphis with the end zone student ministry when it comes to having a ministry in the middle of such a volatile community, poverty, crime, and trying to instill in young men and young women like Cameron here to walk with Christ? Absolutely. So the vision of our church is to innovatively evangelize the lost, to empower the believer for kingdom living, and commit to building godly families uh, for the glory of God. So it is in our vision uh, and our mission statement to build godly families. And I think it starts with building young people like Cameron. Well, first starting with the parents. But because of leadership empowerment center, our nonprofit, we focus more on youth. Uh, it's building right. our young people with the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hopes that their lives being change agents, that it trickles into their family and those lives are changed as well. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a part of the print and the focus of Innovation Church. And Cameron, you too have been part of the Leadership Empowerment Center. Yes, sir. Uh, Do you remember when you first started Mm -hmm. attending? What was that like for you? It was a great experience. Uh, When I first started attending, I was on a mission trip. Like, that was my first time officially being on a um, leadership team. It started when I was in middle school learning center, after school program, helped us with homework and things like that. But that feeling like it was just this irresistible environment where, like, I couldn't leave. Like, the people there that was, that was loving, they always threw a whole bunch of knowledge on us, and it was just a great experience, and I loved it. You said something very key there, Cameron. You were challenged, weren't you? Yes, sir. And, and I think, and I've talked, I had my good friend, Dr. Carolyn Bibbs, you know, yeah. with Creative Life Inc. downtown, doing a great job in the in the school ministry that she does. There's potential in young people 
that needs to be sparked. And when they're around, like you said, friends can make a difference, so negative or positive. Absolutely. And you being in the neighborhood through the Empowerment Center to make positive challenges yeah. so these students can discover really the life that God has for them. And the beautiful thing about that, Byron, and people ask all the time, like, what is your why? Uh, for you, Byron, you do the radio station. So what is your why? Why have you done this for however many years you've done this? And my why to why I do youth ministry and why I'm at Leadership Empowerment Center is I've seen what God has done in my life. Yeah. And because God has changed my life, it has changed lives in my family and it has changed lives around the community with young people. Right. So Cameron Cobb is just a recipient of what God has done in Pastor Myron that trickled down to me that is now trickling down to Cameron Cobb. You know, it's a beautiful thing. It man. is beautiful. So Cameron, what are some of your goals? I mean, what do you want to do? I know you're at UT Martin, Martin right now. I'm majoring in business management and I want to take that into the world. I want to be a leader, be able to lead my life, be able to lead my people, the people around me, my family. Right now, my goal is to finish college, um, yeah. get through college, finish. Not a, um, a lot of my family members have finished college, not even even went. Like, they haven't even attempted to go to college. Yeah. But I feel like I'm pretty sure that that's going to end with me. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my whole thing. I got to finish college. Like, it's a generational thing. Like, you're going to lead a generation off of what you did, like your decision-making, yeah. stuff you accomplished in life. So that's my whole goal. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, you know, when you come back home mm-hmm. for like breaks like you are right now, you have that positive environment, yes. you know, yes. back then. Irresistible. Yeah. Yes. Irresistible. <laughs> this, ir- this word irresistible. Uh-huh. Tell me about it, Marquino. Uh, actually, that, when we started Zone, which is our student ministry for Innovation Church, mm-hmm. um, that was a part of the planning process. Like, we wanted to create an irresistible environment. And they did. Because when the environment is irresistible, then kids want to come. And mm-hmm. when kids want to come, we got some for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to give you some Jesus. How do you create irresistible environment how do you do that all right so if you if you were to come to innovation church and come down to our student ministry we got video games out we have things that kids love to do uh board games out we play big group games smaller group games uh do small groups uh minister the word of god and we feed them Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Food. <laughs> food. They eat food. And uh, so that's how you create an irresistible environment. So when they go, leave church and they're telling their moms and dads, uh, when they ask them, uh, how did you enjoy service? Like, well, uh, how was in zone? Oh, man, they're going to tell them. They're going to make sure that they get back the next Sunday. So yeah. that's how we create an irresistible environment. Where does God's word, where does the Bible fit into this leadership empowerment? It is the basis and foundation of everything that we do. We believe, I was literally even on the way over here just sharing with Cameron Cobb, the decisions you make, if it is not because you want to please God, if it is not because you want to honor his word, then, man, it's just a matter of time before you fall. Mm-hmm. So it has to be for the glory of God. Yes. And that is the foundation that we make all our decisions. How have you seen, Cameron, God's word practically applied to your life where you are right now? Is there a portion of scripture that has stood out to you that mm-hmm. you kind of... My favorite scripture, all-time favorite scripture, Psalms 119.11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That has been with me for so long just because you have to get in this word. Like, it's a requirement. Like, if you don't, you're going to fall eventually. Like, your why has to be... It can't just be me. I'm, I'm just like this person. Like, I'm just... I'm just going through life. It's got to be Jesus. It's got to be you getting his word, spending time with him, yes. devotion. That's yes. what it's got to be for, for your life to be amazing and, and to have like a life that's pleasing to God. That's what it's got to be. Oh, you got to get in the word. 
the word hidden in our heart so that we won't sin. Yes. Because God's word instructs us. It really spells it out. God's word tells us how yeah. to walk, how to be yeah. submissive yeah. to the Holy Spirit yes. each day. Have a fresh day that we can offer to God as a living sacrifice Absolutely. that Romans talks about. Yes, right? man. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is that is why we do what we do. You understand what I'm saying? That's why um, you know, the gospel or uh, the principles of the, the Bible are very important to yes. innovation and leadership environments. Marquino, for students like Cameron here, what's the average that are following the track like he is compared to those who are not? So we deal with hundreds of kids, all right, uh, especially pre-COVID. Um, so we kind of take the Jesus model. Uh, and this is what Pastor Myron did when I was a kid, and it's the same approach that we take now. So Jesus ministered to the masses. But he devoted his life to his 12 disciples. Uh, so that's the approach, the same approach that we take. So we ministered to the masses. We met Cameron in our after school program. We have this um, this big party ordeal that we call teen night where we invite hundreds of kids out of the community. Y'all can play, dance, uh, sing, play games. We minister the word, bust them home. Uh, but then we have our leadership team, which is our flagship program that's called Change Ages. And that's where Cameron Cobb falls in. We go even deeper with them. So we take those, we really invest in those guys. Those are the kids that say, you know, we look for fat kids and not physically fat kids, but we want kids that are faithful, available and teachable. Those who say, if you have an extra mile for me to go, I'll go that extra mile. Mm -hmm. If you have more for me, then I want that more. And that's where Cameron Cobb and a lot of these leaders come in. So we've had. 15 this year and in the past years you know we start out with 20 some kids and you know those who will fizzle through and kind of say oh this too much so i'll go and do something else they do what they do uh but the ones who actually want it those are the kids who 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 stay in and really get that you invest in that we invest in yes wow and this has been going on now i mean this really was the birth of innovation church memphis the leadership empowerment center actually existed first right yep it actually did yep a cool story is i was a part of that first leadership team uh, that pastor myron had when i was a kid i was a part of that first group to be now leading a group of leaders to see what god did for me, I'm, he's now allowing me to do for others. Yes, it's just a it's a beautiful thing, man. Well, Marquino, you've shared some of your story on this program in the past. You mentioned that you were one of eight children. Yes, single parent home. Single parent home. Single man. parent home. I don't know how she did it, but Lord <laughs> bless her soul. You, you look healthy. <laughs> yes, sir. You, you, you had your say at the table, right? Uh, I yeah. did. No. I definitely did. Well, and you are fat too. Again, yeah. not physically. Yeah. I'm talking about the faithful, available, teachable. Yeah. And I love Pastor Myron is shared that on the show and i love that acrostic fat you know we all need to be that way right cameron yes sir how have you seen the blessing of that impact your life the blessing is them being there like when i need them uh being faithful available teachable that's it's a it's a great acronym i love it because they really import like just like he was saying like they're in a group of students who want more who want to go the extra mile that was the change for me. Like that was that would pull me in closer. Yes, because I wanted to be faithful, available, and teachable. I wanted to do more. I want. I wanted to live a better life that was pleasing to Jesus Christ. So when I was growing up, church, it was it was like the old school model. <laughs> what I mean by that is like it was a lot of older people. Like the environment wasn't irresistible. So when I come to Innovation Church, they has this this, this swag, this <laughs> this amazing. 
oh no, this feeling like it's it was it was great. So that's what I really love about the and in my life, I feel like it the blessing comes where they just pour a lot of information into me and I give the information to my family. They've been there for my mama. Um, when times got rough, they've been there, stood yes. by us, and that's wow. the most blessing for me. So I think what we're seeing here too, guys, there is a a power in. We talk about negative peer pressure, but we're talking about positive peer pressure. Yes. So there might only be 12 of 100 that are going to have the hunger like Cameron Absolutely. is displaying, but the impact of that can impact more of these other students. Absolutely. Are you seeing that? Yes, and that that is the goal. Um, it, it has to be beyond, and Pastor Murray used to share this even with us as kids. He said, uh, once you grow older and you know you go out into the world and you're doing your thing, uh, you don't owe me anything. The only thing I require of you is that what I did for you, you do it for somebody else. And that's the law of multiplication, man. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing for you, Cobb, it can't just end at you. You have to pour that into somebody else. And that is that is how we change a community. That's how you change a city. That's really mm-hmm. the picture of discipleship. That's discipleship, man. Right. Absolutely. Biblical discipleship. Yes, sir. It's what we're called to as Christ followers. Go yeah. and make disciples. Go and make disciples. Not converts. <laughs> right. Although people, as a result of making disciples, people do enter into a relationship, a forever relationship with Jesus Christ, yes, which is the goal. Yes, that's it. This is beautiful. So how often does end zone get together? I mean, right now you mentioned COVID. It's given yeah. some restrictions. Yeah. Uh, are you back to a normal routine? So we, we, we are back inside of the building, uh, but we are we had to limit the capacity, obviously, because of COVID. But uh, we meet weekly, every Sunday. And the cool thing about it is they get to have – uh, so everything that happens in we call it big service mm-hmm. is replicated in end zone. So yeah. our young people, middle school and high school students, are able to have their own service every single Sunday. Cameron, how have you set up an accountability while you're on the campus of UT Martin now? Because you're not coming home mm-hmm. except maybe for holidays. And right now, of course, mm-hmm. the break while you're here. So is there a group of people that you can help keep yourself accountable while mm-hmm. you're on campus that you're fellowshipping with? Um, I haven't connected with that many people on campus, and far as groups, I haven't connected with that many people as well. But for me, how I stay accountable is going through daily devotions. Um, we still have on live, on Facebook Live, we still have the service going through live, so I go on there sometimes. But most of that accountability comes from me getting my word every day, praying, making sure I spend time with Jesus Christ. Yes. He don't know Byron, but... I- I'm there. I got video cameras everywhere. <laughs> and I can so whether call or not you want to be accountable, I'm, I'm, we're there. Yeah. Well, I'm amazing. No, I love that extension there because we need that yeah. encouragement. Absolutely. But it also allows you to make those choices. You know, you're learning to pull from the toolbox. You know, mm-hmm. you're, what mm-hmm. the things you've learned. Yeah from the Leadership Empowerment Center and how you can apply that into your life. Because one day you might move on the other side of the country or other side of the the world. I'd like to see you be the next mayor of Memphis. Mm -hmm. So uh, who knows, you know, where God might lead you, Cameron. So this has been a really great uh, opportunity for you personally Mm -hmm. to grow in your walk with Christ and have that support from the Empowerment Center. It's great. The support is like no other. Like I keep saying, like yeah. it's, it's it's irresistible. I can't I can't beat it. So they always there when I need them. When I come home, they come pick me up from school, bring me back, take me grocery shopping. Oh my! <laughs> and uh, but really, what's what's more irresistible now is 
the ability to go to them for information. Like, it's so much stuff that can be poured into me through them. I feel like that's what I like the most. Like, I can be able to go to them about any type of information I need, and they always have some good advice, some great advice that's based on Jesus Christ, that's founded on Jesus Christ, this word of God, and that's yes. what I love the most. So, Wise counsel. Marcino. Wise counsel. Yeah, wise counsel. Yes, sir. We all need yes, it, right? Sir. Absolutely, man. Well, this has been great. Uh, we're going to have to have you guys come back and continue yes, telling the story you know, of the Leadership Empowerment Center, a ministry outreach through Innovation Church Memphis. And really, you probably should flip that and say Innovation Church, as we said, is a ministry of <laughs> the Empowerment Center. <laughs> because, you know, living a gospel-centered life doesn't have to be stuffy. Like, you know, he said that some other church experiences he had – we're not talking about compromising the gospel of Jesus we're not, Christ. We're not. Absolutely. We uh that's why I love innovation so much, Byron, because the first sentence in our mission statement is to innovatively evangelize the loss. Mm-hmm. So we're still gonna evangelize the loss, but how we do that we're going to do that innovatively, though. Yes. So whether that's through a music video, whether that's through a rap song, whether yeah. that's through spoken word or drama skit yeah. or having some crazy kids, you know, go out in the community and reach other kids. Um, we're going to do, we're going to evangelize. So we're going to do it innovatively. Jesus innovatively did yeah. it through parables. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And the people of his day related to those. Yes. This has been great. OK, so if folks want more information about the Leadership Empowerment Center, what should they do? Uh, they can visit lecmemphis.org. We also have a Facebook page, uh, Leadership Empowerment Center. You can also look us up on Instagram, uh, lec901. Send us a DM or uh, donate or you know send us an email. Uh, reach out. Awesome. We'll definitely get back with you. Cameron, thanks so much for being so transparent and sharing your story yes, today. Sir. Thank you for having me. God bless you. <laughs> Martino, as always, my friend, thanks always, for coming by. Man, thank you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. You're often called upon to advocate for the poor, neglected, and underserved throughout the city. How difficult is that for you at times? Oh, man, it's difficult, but it comes with the turf. It's kind of like working out, you know. Man, listen, it's going to hurt sometimes, you know, but if you want to be in shape, then you got to deal with the pain of getting in shape. And so I understand the pain, the criticism, the misunderstanding that comes with it. But, you know, we up for the challenge because, I mean, this is what I'm called to. This is what we signed on to. And we knew that it wasn't going to be pretty all the time. Yeah. You know, sun, sometimes Sunday morning is really pretty, but, but but Monday afternoon is tough and difficult. You know, we're going to a scene where the four-year-old was killed in Frazier yesterday. So we're going to that scene today. It's not going to be a pretty scene. We don't like addressing issues like that, but... That's what we're called to do. Thanks again for listening to today's Mid-South Viewpoint. We like to say it's a place where minds and hearts connect for the ultimate reality of life. You may have discovered the show accidentally or are a regular listener. We're open for your feedback so we can stay on track for producing compelling local radio shows like this one. Hey, I can't wait for you to hear our guest on the next Mid-South Viewpoint. Mid-South Viewpoint.